about walking in the newness of life, uh, I want to first of all, before we pray into class very specifically, uh, thank um, Pastor Mario and all of the leaders and prophets uh, that taught and prayed uh, in my stead. Um, I did. I had no. I couldn't even remember the, the where we left off, uh, and so I text Pastor Mario, and of course he gave every note for every class and detail and <laughs> I'm slightly joking, slightly, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, but he knew, we knew where we were. And so thank you so much um, for that. Uh, and so tonight we're gonna begin a new series of teaching, uh, again, on dealing with walking in the newness of life. Uh, I think this is very key. Uh, and I think also because it's, uh, the first day of August. August is a new month, a new, uh, and eight is the number of new beginnings. So uh, we're going to be starting something fresh and starting something new. Uh, we've been talking about previously help me relate uh, in relationships. Uh, and so I, I feel like we kind of uh, just kind of shifted on from there with IDCon and some other things that have happened uh, and just really felt impressed of the Lord to deal with uh, this particular subject of walking in the newness of life. So, Father, in Jesus' name, again, we thank you and we praise you for um, what you have done, what you have said uh, over the past month and a half. And we thank you for all that you are doing in this house and have done. Father, we pray for fresh bread and revelation tonight um, that you would help us to see and know and understand the will of the Lord in a greater way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So this year has been about unlocking Christ. Um, and, I, and I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Um, admittedly, um, when the Lord began to challenge me with this particular subject back in October of 2017, um, it was a challenge uh, because Jesus is always taught and he's always preached. Yet it's the subject of Jesus Christ is so vast. And so it, it's, 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 it was really kind of a, a challenging thing. Um, but this year has been really about releasing and demonstrating a truth and pushing ourselves to manifest Christ every single day of our lives. Uh, I've said this uh, earlier this year, uh, and I'm going to say it again. Uh, this is in some ways a precursor to 2019 uh, because the Lord has been uh, dealing with me, uh, I'm going to say for the like, maybe the past two years or so, uh, about this word reformation. OK, reformation It's not up there, but this is all a part of it. Uh, and so I've been kind of just throwing little stuff out there, um, just planting little seeds uh, in the direction that we're headed. Uh, and a part of the reformation that I believe the Lord is taking us into um, is making Christ normal in our lives. And, and what I mean by normal is and I think some of you know what I mean, but uh, what I mean by normal is that the supernatural is normal. That, 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 that things that uh, traditionally we fast and pray for and, 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 and go ooh and ah about, that we literally live that on a normal everyday basis. That it becomes something that is our, that, it, that is routine and not routine in the sense of, you know, oh, it's just routine, but routine in the sense of, hey, I'm sick, I pray, I always get healed. You understand what I'm saying? I need money. I pray. It always shows up the next day or next week. You know, th that kind of sense of routine. Um, and so and, and so and so it is with that 
that we really kind of uh, are going to be diving into walking in the newness of life. Okay, let's let's begin by going to Galatians chapter three. Um, Galatians chapter three. We're going to read um, the like the last seven verses in that chapter, six or seven verses there, uh, and then we're going to go into Galatians chapter number uh, four, um, which is um, kind of uh, which is our keystone scriptures. Uh, for this particular series, uh, Galatians chapter three, verses 23 through 29, uh, and then Galatians chapter four, verses one through 11. And then we're going to skip down to 16 and, and uh, 20. Uh, I'm going to be reading out of the ESV version. I, I'm really falling in love with that version. Uh, it takes out the these and the thes, and it just is very plain English, right? Uh, so we're starting at verse number 23. He says this, now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. Twenty five. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. What is the guardian he's referring to? The law. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through what? Faith. You're all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Please uh, highlight that verse, underline that, pay uh, special attention to that. We're going to come back to that. He says, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is uh, no male or female for you are all one in Christ Jesus. OK, so what is he doing? He, he's talking about one of the things that really separated Israel from all the other nations is their relationship with God. They had a law. They had the Ten Commandments. They said, you know, we, we are different here. O Israel, the Lord, our God is one. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter six, verse one, et cetera, and et cetera. But he says now Christ came and he came to give us faith or he neutralized everything. In other words, so so it's no longer we the Jews can only have a relationship with God. It's now no, there is neither Jew nor Greek. Everybody has access to that same Jesus Christ. Okay, we were baptized into him. And verse number twenty nine says this: And if you are Christ's then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. All right. Uh, verse number one, chapter four. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. I love this passage here. It says, but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In, in the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Verse five. Why? To redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And, and here's what I want you to see. And because you are sons. God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so that you are no longer a slave, but a what? A son. And if a son, then an heir through God. OK, now. So so what is he doing? He's, he's literally saying that Christ came to get rid of the law. 
Okay? Now, when I say the law, the law is not a bad word. How many people have heard people say things like, well, we're not under the law? Kind of as if to say that, that, that you can just live however you want to live. That's not what he's saying. Under the law uh, is specifically dealing with the Jewish laws that justified us in Christ. Okay? He's not saying that we throw away instruction. He's not saying that we, th we just become lawless and just everything goes and we just live haphazardly. But he's talking about the system that binds us to God has been abolished and we now have faith that we can have access to that relationship. Does that make sense? It's going to make sense here in just a moment. It's going to make more sense rather. Okay. So now, now here's where I, we kind of pivot. Verse number eight. Is that formerly when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature are not gods. But now that you have come to know God or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless principles of the world whose slaves you want to, you once want to be more? Uh, let me try that again. Whose slaves you want to be once more? You observe days and months and seasons and years. I am afraid I may have labored over you in vain. Now those, yeah, you just kind of, <laughs> your eyes got real big. So he's, he's like turning the corner here. He's like, now hold on. He's like, God has freed you from the law. Why are you going back? Why are you pivoting in a, in a, in a backward position trying to observe uh, seasons and do all this other stuff when you did not know God. You now know God. Okay? Here's what I want you to see. Verse number 16. He said, well, first of all, again, verse 11, he says, I am afraid that I have labored over you in vain. He's like, I've, I've done all of this. To, to what end? Here's what I want you to see. Verse uh, 16. Have I then become your enemy by telling you the truth? They make much of you, but uh, but for no good purpose. They want to shut you out that you may make much of them. It is always good to be made much of for a good purpose and not only when I am present with you. Verse number 19. Here's what I really wanted. My little children for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. I wish I could be present with you now and change my tone, but I am perplexed against you or about you. So that word formed. And again, we're talking about walking in the newness of life. But he, but his heartbeat as a spiritual father here, he is saying, I need Christ to be the, the Greek word. There is morphu, <laughs> which is where we get the word metamorphosis. So he's saying I, I, I am in anguish. I have not giving birth to a child. Um, but he is saying literally in the same connotations, I am literally bearing down and giving birth and, 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 and I'm in anguish trying to make sure that Christ is more food is formed inside of you. Talking about walking in the newness of life. We're talking about Christ being unlocked in us, right? Everyone say deliverance. Now, now here's here's the thing about deliverance. I want us to understand tonight deliverance in two connotations. Most of us understand deliverance in the in the uh, sense of the expelling of evil spirits. Okay, 
So we look at Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. Make note of this. I'm going to read it. Um, we're not going to stay there too long. And then uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Um, we're going to read that really quickly. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1 says this. And he called to them his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. Okay, Luke 10 verse 19 says this, behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over the power of the enemy and nothing shall harm you. So 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 we talk about deliverance from the one standpoint of the expelling of evil spirits, right? Getting an evil spirit out of you, etc., etc. But we see very clearly through scripture that Jesus says, I have given you power over it. OK, so so why am I saying that? I, I'm saying that to say and don't raise your hand, but but sometimes we can use I need deliverance as an excuse not to walk in the Christ that's in us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to. Uh, 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 well, hold on. He's giving you authority over it. Well, ho hold on. He, he's 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 giving you the power to over every unclean spirit, to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. Either he did it or he didn't. <laughs> did he do it? Yes. So, so if he did it, what? So that puts the ball back in our court and we have to ask ourselves some questions. Am I walking in the newness of life? Am I am I living up to all that has been given to me? OK, so that's that's one connotation that we understand deliverance from. But I want to kind of pivot our perspective just a little bit uh, and, and think of deliverance as also giving birth to. Yeah, because we always think, OK, I need deliverance. No, you need you need to deliver some things. <laughs> I need deliverance. No, there's 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 Christ in you already and he needs to be delivered. <laughs> you need to give birth to Christ in your life. That's the deliverance that I'm talking about. Does it make sense that that's 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 kind of where I want to challenge us tonight and this series and kind of pivot our mindset? Because the, because, listen, brothers and sisters, we cannot and should not be afraid of unclean spirits. Let's let's resolve that tonight. Let's let's resolve that tonight. I'm not going to be afraid of unclean spirits. I'm not going to be afraid of what we call generational curses. I'm not going to be afraid of, of things that have plagued my forefathers. I'm not. Come on. Kind of. You have to just kind of talk to yourself and resolve that. I'm not going to be intimidated by, by the spirit in my child, in my spouse, in my mama, in my daddy, in my boss, in my co. No, 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 no. I have power over that. So now and, and authority. So so now I have to pivot. We, we're trying to pivot our mindset and say, if I have a, a authority and power over unclean spirits, am I giving birth to Christ? Am I am is, is Christ being formed in me? Is Christ being exemplified in the way that I do life? Because I'm afraid that uh, Christianity, and this is not every single church, not every you know Reformation, not everybody, has by and large kind of been 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 sold as a 
uh, and I've said this before, a shame-based behavior modification program. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm talking about. You, you know, you shame people into change. You, you know, you get saved just so that you don't go to hell. Uh, you know, fear, that's fear-based. That's shame and fear-based. And, and what I have found just in my experiences is that is that when you when you maintain or or when you when you come into agreement with that, that becomes the substratum and the foundation on how you do your walk with Christ. Oh, I'm afraid. Oh, I don't want to. And and, and, and and to a degree that there, there's a there, there's some type of redeeming value out of that to a small degree. But as you mature and as you grow, like he said, he said, listen, I am in anguish until Christ is formed in you. So it's not just a program that you subscribe to. Amen. Lights. Christianity is not just a hobby that you pick up every now and then because of social peer pressure. Well, you know, America's a Christian nation, number one. No, we're not, but no rabbit trails, no rabbit trails. But the purpose of the gospel, the purpose of Christ, literally, is so that we could walk in the newness of life. That there will be a change, not on the outside only, but it starts from the inside. This is why it says, I am in anguish until Christ is what? Formed in you. Till he's there, till your actions are a byproduct of what's already inside of you. Are y'all hearing me tonight? Not just something, well, okay, well, what would the, what, 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 if apostle saw me, would he approve of this behavior? Well, maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't, but what is Christ saying? Oh, if they catch me doing this, then I may not be able to serve in the auxiliary. Well, <laughs> well, what is Christ saying? And, and, I'm, and hear me, I, we need community, we need accountability, blah, 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 blah. But, 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 but watch this. The accountability in the community mean very little if you're not submitted to Christ, yeah. quite frankly. Because you can get to a point where it's like, I don't care what you think. <laughs> it don't bother me, I'm going to do me. Blah, 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 blah. So, so we have to understand that. Does this make sense so far? Let me keep going. I, I, I want to I kind of tackle something. Uh, and again, we're, I'm trying to challenge our minds about walking in the newness of life. Let's go to Romans chapter 6. We're going to look at baptism revisited. Romans chapter 6. Let's look at this again. So, so just as a heads up, we're going to be looking at he looked up real quick like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we're going to be looking at Romans 5, 6, and 7 a whole lot more because there's, those, those three chapters are just a treasure trove, okay? Uh, but let's look at Romans chapter 6, and we're going to look at verse number 1. And he says, what shall we say then? We have to really kind of look at uh, Romans chapter 5 to get the full context. But he says, well, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? He's asking a question. Verse 2, by no means, or God forbid. Here's, a, here's the next question that, that really is an indictment. He says, 
How can we who died to sin still live in it? Think about that. He's saying, if you died, how can you live in it? If you have been killed, how are you still alive? That's what he's saying. He says, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were baptized, therefore, <clears throat> with him by baptism into death in order that, listen, watch this, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in what? The newness of life. Okay, now the reason I said baptism revisited because for some of us, most of us perhaps, uh, baptism was just um, something that you did because you were supposed to do it or a point of contention or, you know, well, we baptize this way, we baptize this way. The Bible says in this chapter, blah, 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 blah. But when we really look at the significance of baptism, baptism is a poo, is a prophetic act. It, 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 it's, it's, it's not just a ceremonial rite. It's not just something that you're quote unquote supposed to do, but it is a prophetic act. Why do I say it's a prophetic act? Because he says we are baptized what? With Christ. So if I'm doing it with Christ, I'm doing it prophetically. I'm doing outwardly what is happening spiritually. I'm doing with my body what I'm with what my faith is causing me to believe that is happening in the spirit realm. Right. So as I am baptized, what with Christ, that is a, that is that is a level of 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 death. I'm being buried with him. So 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 watch this. So so I died with Christ. Why did Christ die? For the sins of the world. So this is why he says, if we die to sin, how can we live any longer therein? If you die to sin, what, what is going on in your heart, in your mind, in your life, that you're not walking in the newness of life? Remember, let's put the, some of the pieces together. He says, I'm in anguish that Christ would what? Be formed in you. So I, I'm trying to transform you and trying to fix your mindset, not just change your behavior, but that Christ is in you. That, that, that the things that you do, the things that you say, the places you go, the decisions that you make, how you treat your spouse, how you treat your children, how you treat your co-worker, how you treat your neighbor is, is motivated by Christ-likeness, not church membership-likeness, <laughs> not, not social pressure-likeness, but that your nature the Christ in you motivates us to do what we are supposed to do. But here's the good thing. We're not done with that chapter. He says, listen, verse number uh, five. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. 
We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. I'm not pausing because I don't know what to say next. I'm pausing so I don't start running around the sanctuary. <laughs> Here's what I want you to see. Were you laughing? Why are you laughing? I think you know where I'm going. I think you heard me. <laughs> Here's where I'm going with this. There's no room in the life of the believer to use I can't help it. I just, it just, I can't help it. How can you live in sin when you have died to sin? I just, I, I don't know. Y'all know how we talk. <laughs> you died. Your old self was crucified with Christ. That what is it? He's talking about our nature. He's talking about our propensity and our proclivity to do wrong. He's talking about that, that, that part of us that if we're slapped and we want to slap back, that part of you died. That old you died. I know what some of you are saying. Well, how can he feel like he's alive and well? <laughs> you know why? Because you don't know that he's dead. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm about to mess you up. Le okay. <laughs> All right. I want you to imagine this. I love this example. And I'm about to help you. If you can really embrace this, I'm, I promise you, you will live a freer life. And I'm not being, not speaking hyper hyperbole. I'm not trying to be exaggerated. Imagine this. Okay, y'all remember Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Yes, no? Everybody's okay. So y'all know Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is, is one man, but he's basically schizophrenic, bipolar, right? So one minute he's a, a brilliant genius, and the next minute he like turns into the Incredible Hulk, right? <laughs> Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Which one was the evil one? Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde, thank you. So, so, so what he is saying is here, here are, here is you, let's say, uh, your, you, your name. And then let's say your, your nickname, right? <laughs> Mr. Hyde, Mr. Hyde died. When you made a decision, I'm going to unite my life with Christ. Christ said, Oh, old nature, Mr. Hyde, <laughs> you kill him. We got rid of him. Okay. Oh, I'm free. Woo, then you go home. And then you clean up the house and then you find Mr. Hyde's sock under the bed. Then you go down to the kitchen and you open the refrigerator and you see Mr. Hyde's yogurt. And then you go out to the garage and then you see Mr. Hyde's toolkit. He must not be dead. 
I need to go kill him again. That baptism deliverance thing didn't work. I still see his socks, his yogurt, his toolkit. He's, he's still alive. So watch this. So all of a sudden, Mr. Dr. Jekyll starts remembering all his former life with Mr. Hyde because he keeps seeing clues. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah. He keeps seeing stuff that reminds him of his dead self. I don't want to throw it away because it just, it was his rag. It was his towel. That was a part of me. <laughs> Kill, die already. But here's the thing. He's dead. But, you, but we keep him alive. Are y'all hearing me tonight? We keep him alive and we don't walk in the newness of life because we won't let him die. <laughs> this is why he says you are no longer a slave to sin. You're not tied to that lifestyle anymore. Well, how come I feel it? Because you have not been renewed. Because you have not risen with him. <laughs> In resurrection, in his likeness. That's why, you know, and, and I said this Sunday in, in the context of, of, of getting rid of our fear, but we have to watch what we say. We have to choose our words wisely because we say stuff like this, and I, and I haven't heard it recently, but we say stuff like, I'm going to put my Holy Ghost down. Or we say stuff like, you're going to make the real me come out. Or we say stuff like, I'm a, I'm a mourn. You know, you know we got anger issues. We say stuff like that to justify resurrecting Mr. Hyde. Y'all, oh. We say stuff like that to make ourselves feel okay with living through our old nature. That's just me. If any man be in Christ, old things have passed away. Behold, a few things have become new according to what day of the week it is. <laughs> That's not what the scripture says. Behold, all things have become new. You don't owe your, your, your dead self anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can, can I be honest? Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, okay. <sighs> is this helping anybody? When I was um, single uh, many years ago, uh, I had my little uh, one-bedroom apartment here on 62nd Allen Seville, and I had this humongous, humongous entertainment center. You remember that? Remember that entertainment center? That was like, like it, I'm serious, it was big. It was like from, yes, the brown thing. And it was really, really heavy. It was this big brown thing. And so I had plants up there, and, and I had... And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a just be honest. And I had like a little shrine to my grandfather. So I had like his record player, his one of his records, and I, I got one of those little uh, gold things that you can put the image of people on it. And I used to wear that sometimes, and, and just some other stuff, right? And and, and listen, and, and hear me, please hear me. I honor, respect my grandfather, and, and I cannot deny who I am and all that other stuff. But, but what happens is, even subconsciously, you try to live up to 
expectations of, listen, of people who have sometimes gone on and, 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 and we justify present actions because there is a, listen, unhealthy soul tie. Honor, respect, absolutely. But guess what? You are BT three, three, sir. Three, the third manifestation. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? You, thank God. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Hyde died. But don't you have, yeah, no, he's gone. Well, we got to do, you know, every year we got to, you know, say your prayer. No, you don't. The Bible says that he is the God of the living, not the dead. Oh, mm -hmm. Am I saying be disrespectful? No, nah, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is your allegiance is to God, not your past. What is my point? We died. We died. We died. That's getting high, getting drunk fornicating, lying, angry, bitter, manipulative, in your feelings, rejected person died. You don't owe that person anything. You don't. Well, OK. And I keep hearing some of you say, well, how come I feel it? Because your mind has not been renewed yet. Why? How come it comes to me? Because because it's going to. OK, here. Let me answer your question here. Stupid question, maybe not so stupid, but interesting question. Was there sin in the earth before Adam and Eve partook of the fruit? Yes. I got it. I got a. I got a. I got a weak yes. <laughs> maybe. A may. Oh, it's turning into a maybe. Potential. We got a potential. God of Satan. <laughs> Don't hear yes. Don't hear yes. No, I'm just <laughs> okay. Thank you. So they were sinless. Watch this until they made a decision to sin. <laughs> Think about that. They didn't have to eat the fruit. It was presented to them. But they could have said, Man, I'm not eating that. I'm already like God. He told me not to touch it. What do you get out of here? My, here's my point. Just because it comes to you does not mean you have to accept it. Just, oh, I had a bad thought. And move on. It's not that easy. It's as easy as you want it to be. I know I'm challenging you tonight, but we're talking about walking in the newness of life. Remember, you died. You died. <laughs> yes, ma'am. We're still in. Okay. What do you mean, gone through enough? Like, is there a quota? What do you mean? Give me Bible. Tell me. Talk to me. Thing that I want to do, I do not, because there's another law that's warrant. Mm. Mm. Keep going. <laughs> well, I mean that's just I, what's, what's on my mind. No, no, you're you're good. But but I do agree with you when you said.
it's I'm going to get you getting a little bit ahead of me. But but that's good, because if you keep reading, because you're already in you're in Romans chapter seven, because in Romans chapter eight, he says, so now what? So how do I do this? He says, now there is therefore no what to them who walk what? After the spirit. So we always say, there's no condemnation. That's not the end of the verse. <laughs> Who walk not after the what? Flesh, but after the spirit. Remember, it, there's, it's that choice. Do I walk in my flesh or do I walk after the spirit? It's Adam and Eve. Take the fruit or not. That's why it says you died. You have. And see, this is why I, I, I said this Sunday and I, and I know I'm challenging us, and, I, and that's why we're unlocking Christ. We're giving birth to Christ. I'm challenging us because, because we can no longer use as I am as an excuse. This, this is why we can't, we, can't, we can't say, well, it's that daggone Jezebelic spirit that is just hounding me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did not Jesus say, I've given you authority over every unclean spirit? Are you telling me that the spirit of Jezebel is not subject to Jesus' name? Is that what you're saying? Well, I ain't saying that. Yes, you are. Because you're telling me you're going to allow Jezebel, I'm just using that as an example, Jezebel, uh, adultery, whatever, whatever, as more powerful than what God has done? No. So then it becomes an excuse. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> I mean, you just don't have time to waste. I mean, when you go through those, and you stay there, there's a, probably an hour you wasted, or two hours a year. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And it's like, and for me, I don't have any more time to waste. You know what? None of us do. There was a pa I got a uh, uh, this today this morning. One of my friends on the uh, East Coast. Uh, told me that one of his friends was a pastor who died in his 30s. Yeah. Today. You don't know when you're, I'm not trying to sound like that, you know, who are you about to die? But you don't know. You don't have time. I don't have time to be offended with you. I really don't. I don't have time to be, you don't like me. Who cares? I, I, I mean that seriously. I, I, you know, you just you don't know. Life can change quickly, and and you don't have time. I'm mad at my wife for what? She didn't. Uh, okay, you're okay. Everything's fine. Move on. Somebody wish they had your problems. <laughs> my bed is so lumpy. Somebody wish they had a bed. I got a hoopty. Somebody wish they had a foot. I'm not trying to be extra, but I am trying to be extra. Just to prove a, just to prove a point. You know, you know, we have to begin to live in this thing. We have to begin to live in this thing. I heard something in PA this past weekend. And um, it was Apostle uh, Generette from North Carolina. He was talking about he was talking to senior leaders and he was like, you know, sometimes we get frustrated because as a senior leader, you preach and you teach and you give and you pour on Sundays. And then he said, and then after people leave, that's when the real them comes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, 
<laughs> and his point was, we have to learn how to apply what we are being taught in those practical Tuesday at 8.15 in the morning while you're talking to your co-worker at the water cooler. We have to be practical when we're sitting at home and thinking about our future and go, what am I going to do? But you was just up here, I have no reason to fear on the glory line on Sunday. I have no reason to <laughs> And then by Thursday, you're ready to commit suicide. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's the, whoa, whoa, what happened? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Was that fake or was this fake? Were you, was that the real you on Sunday or real you on Thursday? Who, where, who, how, who are you? Wait, what's going on? Identity crisis. <laughs> Walking in the newness of life. We're not even out of that chapter because I, I, I just, I, I love it because look, look at what verse number uh, Five. I think I read this, but we're going to read it again. Oh, well. Romans chapter six, verse five. For if we have been united with him in a death like his. Yeah, I've read this. We shall certainly be united with him in the resurrection like his. Uh, here it is. For uh, we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. So that we are no longer be enslaved to sin. Verse seven. For... <clears throat> For one who has died has been set free from sin. So he says, listen, you've been set free from sin. Okay, I've beaten that drum. and I'm going to beat it again and I'm going to keep beating it until it gets in your heart, in your soul. And until more people show up, they're going to hear it all over again. Amen. So, so what are we talking about walking in the newness of life? We're literally talking about living a lifestyle of faith. We're literally talking about living a life of faith. And, and there's a misnomer. Let me, let me just kind of shoot this sacred cow. You know, we oftentimes think of faith at, in the sense of the realm of religion, but atheists live by faith. <laughs> Agnostics live by faith. What do you mean by that? Because they make decisions based on what they cannot prove. Prove that there is no God. Well, prove that there is. You sat down in that chair, you went down to your garage, turned the key to that car. You had faith that the justice system would work when you sued the guy for walking on your lawn. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? We, we all live by faith. So, so, so what are we talking about? Let's look at Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, uh, verse number 15 through uh, 17. So am I eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome? For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who what? Believes. To the Jew first and also the Greek. For in, uh, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from what? Faith to faith. The righteousness of God is revealed how? Faith to faith. The righteousness of God is revealed how? From faith to faith. I'm going to ask one more time. The righteousness of God is revealed how? By faith to faith. What does righteousness mean? It means right standing. 
It means that you are in agreement with. It means that you are in alignment with. It does not mean that you do everything right all the time. I used to think that. But, but righteousness means that you are, you are, you are, we're good. We see eye to eye. You're straight. You're good. We're, we're, we're good. We're straight. We are in right standing. That's what it means. So, so watch this. So with that understanding, it says that the righteousness of God is revealed or uncovered as we go from faith to faith. So the more my faith grows, the more I get into agreement or in alignment with God. Righteousness is revealed from faith to faith. As it's written, the righteous shall what? Live by faith. So as because I'm right, oh, because I'm righteous, I live by faith. Be, this is why he said in, in, in uh, Galatians chapter 4, he says, because you are sons, God sent forth the spirit of his son, whereby we cry what? Abba, Father. Because you are sons. So because I'm righteous, I live by faith. So my faith is not an instrument to prove my righteousness. Because I'm in right standing, I can live by faith. Because he see, because I'm in agreement with God, my faith is increasing. My faith is growing because God has accepted me because I'm walking with him. My, you listen, you should you should audit your life. I, I'm telling you, all I, I mean, this first half, it feels like it feels like January through July was last year. <laughs> oh, maybe it's just me. It just. Felt like the last seven months was a year ago. <gasps> so much has happened. So it's like, oh my God, okay, August the 1st, okay, got the house, ID Con's over, the baby's here, okay, what, now what happened? Right before we, I went to Pennsylvania, uh, my wife and I went, to, uh, went out to eat on Wednesday, it was like, hi. <laughs> you got a haircut. Hadn't noticed. Wait, what, what's been going on with you for the last year? This <laughs> is like so much has been happening, right? Oh, where was I going with this? Oh, my point is, we, we, my point is, we have to be paying attention. Am I progressing? And I said all that to say I'm not in the same place today that I was January one. That's the point that I was making. The point that I'm making is we have to begin to look at our life and go, okay, where, 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 where I was weak, am I now strong yet? I was at a $10 level faith. Am I at a 15? Last year I prayed a good 10 minutes without breaking a sweat, but now I need to push myself to pray for 15 minutes. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to make your walk with God works-based or performance-based, but I'm just trying to help us to have a, 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 a conscious mindset that goes, I need to be going from faith to faith. I need to be progressing. I need to be moving forward. The longer you're married to your spouse, you need to become closer and closer. Like, man, year five sucked, but year seven was great. 
And then year eight, we learn how to, you, you got to be able to just maneuver that thing and say, man, I've learned this. I've learned that. I learned not to do this. And so my faith is growing. God has a track record with me. Hmm. Woo. It will say, I'm living by faith. Oh, yeah. Come on, say, I'm living by faith. I'm living by faith. <laughs> Let's say that one more time. It felt good, right? Say, I'm living by faith. I'm living by faith. That's how we have to live if we're going to walk in the newness of life. Not your feelings, saints. Faith over feelings. Not, not according to how you feel, because how you feel is going to change. Mm -hmm. How you feel really, in, in, in a lot of ways, is an illusion. <laughs> I guarantee you, you, everybody, I'm sure this happened to everybody, you just wake up in a mood. Yep. Nobody said anything to you. <laughs> you didn't have a bad dream. You just woke up. Don't talk to me. What's wrong with you? Nothing. And it just complicates the whole morning because you in a space. And then as soon as you get a bit of good news. Yep. Or coffee. Hey. <laughs> or coffee. All of a sudden you feel fresh and brand new. All of a sudden, life has meaning again. <laughs> so what was the reality? How you felt or that cup of coffee or that bit of good news? What was the reality? What was real? Well, my hope is built on nothing less than Folgers and Starbucks. I dare not trust a water fountain. Anyway, do you understand my point? Like what was real then? Because as soon as cup of coffee, a text message, uh, whatever happened, all of a sudden you perked up. It's an illusion. It doesn't mean anything. I'm not saying you, you can't. I'm not talking about walking around like Data and Dr. Spock and you're an android and a cyborg. I'm not talking about, you know, I have no feelings. I'm not talking about being dumb. I'm just talking about you can't, you can't base your actions off of how you feel. You can't base your interactions with people on how you feel. Let me give you some wisdom. If you're, all, if you're in that place, say, you know what? I'm not mad at you. Just give me a minute. Yep. I've done that. Because, you know, what? That's, that's called maturity. Say, hey, just give me, give me a few minutes. And hopefully that person is mature enough not to be like, excuse me, I'll never talk to you again. It's like, it ain't even that deep. Just give me five minutes. <laughs> we have to live by faith. We have to live there. 
I'm not making decisions based on fear. I'm not making decisions based on the day of the week it is. I'm not making decisions. No, I've got, we've got to lit, watch this and love by faith. In fact, the Bible says this, that faith works by love. So watch this. Let me challenge you. If you are been, if you've been praying about something and you haven't seen results or you're not seeing the results that you would like. Check your love walk. I have faith, but you're mean. God's going to do it, but you have an attitude all the time. I just believe God. Yeah, but you're, you're but you're unforgiving. Your faith is broke if your love is broke. Your faith is not going to produce anything for you. This is, oh, Jesus, this is why, maybe this doesn't happen to you. Maybe it, it may happen to me. This is why when you are, it's just me, when I am praying about something, God has a tendency of bringing unrelated stuff up. Is that just me? No. No? no? Okay, good. All right. I thought, I, okay. He'd be like, Lord, I need this. And he'd be like, well, what did you, why is this person coming to my mind? Oh, yeah, they did. They, made, they did make me mad. <laughs> Lord, I need a. Can you? And I need. Yeah, no. You ever just start repenting right in the middle of Lord, I need. Yes, <laughs> Lord, forgive me. I forgive her. I release him, Jesus. You know why? Because watch this. Oh, I'm about to help you. God is not broke. God, there's no deficit in lands and buildings. There's no deficit in jobs. God is at, listen, but what he's after is your heart. If I bless you with the mansion, will you still act right? If I bless you with the promotion, will you steal your tithes? If I if I if I give you a spouse, what happens if they get on your nerves? I, I'm paid to be there. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what I do for a living. <laughs> are are y'all hearing me? So 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 God is not. He's not. Oh, how am I going to bless him? <sighs> but he's not going to violate your will. So, so, so he said, hey, let, well, remember what I told you about that unforgiveness thing? Yeah. Well, you got to activate faith for that. Mm-hmm. Remember I told you about that, that thing that you were struggling with? Yes, Lord. Well, faith works by love. I don't feel nothing. Sometimes you got to love by faith. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy, but, the, but, but that means that I'm going to sh- watch this. Love is not a feeling. It's an action. So if I've been commanded to love, that means that I don't have to wait for a feeling to come upon me. Hold on. I love you, too. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) You don't have to wait for some. Man, if you know somebody needs some love, give them some love. You don't want to be fake. No, you're being obedient. Mm 
Oh, this is not real. Well, fake it till you faith it till you make it. By faith, I believe that I love you better. By faith, I release you. And I've had to do that before. I've literally been driving down the street and somebody come out of my mind, I'd be mad. And I say with my mouth, I release so-and-so right now in Jesus' name. I forgive you right now. I, I say it like as if they were in the car with me. I forgive you in Jesus' name. I, I, by faith, I, I forgive you. By faith, I love you. I will not, I choose not to be offended. I talk, listen, y'all think, y'all probably think I was crazy. That's why I like being by myself because that's when I get stuff out of me. I love you. God is changing me. I thank you, Father, that I am not the same Benjamin that I used to be. And you have to you have to hear yourself saying that you have to confess that so you can come into agreement with it so that you can walk in the newness of life. Um, let me just touch on this. Is, is there any questions? So is this helping anybody? Faith works by love. Now, now let me show you. I'm going to just hit this and it's already 830. I'm going to just hit these things uh, and just kind of whet your appetite for next week. Um, but I want to talk to you very quickly about main obstacles to walking in the newness of life. Like, okay, I hear, I hear you, Apostle, that's good. I hear you, but, you know, I got some things that are keeping me from doing that. That's, that's really good. All right. The first thing, main obstacles to walking in the newness of life is ignorance. What you do not know can hurt you. The scripture says, my people are destroyed for lack of what? Of praise. Knowledge. Let my people... Think <laughs> for a lack of knowledge. Number two, we talked about this Sunday in depth. Main obstacles of walking in the newness of life. Fear. I'm going to do it. What's going to happen? Number three, laziness. I know Mr. Hyde Sock is under the bed. But I just don't feel like getting rid of his stuff. Because every now and then I'll need a sock. I know Mr. Hyde's toolbox is in the garage. But I just don't feel like getting, getting rid of his stuff. You know, it brings me a piece of, a little bit, of, I mean, he's dead anyway. So it's okay if his stuff hangs around here a little bit because I may need an extra hammer or two. Y'all hear, hear me? You don't want to do the work. It takes to walk in the newness of life. You don't want to take the responsibility to, to, to walk in the newness of life. We want to talk about this next week. And number four, outside opposition. This is where you need to examine your circle. Examine those who are in your ear. Examine those who are trying to pressure you to make decisions you know are counter the Christ in you. Just do it. You always used to do it. Oh, you're right. Okay, I'll do it this one time. How many can be honest say just that one time is never just that one time? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Questions, comments? We're going we're gonna di to really dig into those things uh, next week. Just wanted to whet your appetite. Are there questions or comments uh, about what we discussed tonight? I'm literally turning off my tablet, so I'm, I'm done, done. <laughs> He's like, very good, Bob, very good. 
It's not even 9 o'clock. Trying to be disciplined. Questions or comments? Isaac, do you have anything to say? Okay. <laughs> Stay quiet all the rest of the night. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Sleep be upon you. Stretch your hands, saints, and just say, sleep, Lord. <laughs> melatonin. Was that melatonin? Yeah. The spirit of melatonin be upon you. <laughs> Melobololobo. <laughs> He's like, I get some too. <laughs> and you're like, what? what's happening? What, what are you doing? <laughs> All right. Any, I'm serious. Okay. Any, any questions or comments? You, thank you. I reject rejection. <laughs> Claudia, you good? Any questions or comments? I've been over here working hard trying to get one because I know you like that. I do, and you, you just graduated from AMI. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Mario? Okay, all right. I can respect that. Thank you. All right, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, because I think for a lot of times, um, I, I'll call it either soft preaching or just the uh, concepts of religion. You're you're kind of taught that you know you you may deal with this forever, but it'd be all right. There's grace for that. Mm -hmm. In reality, um, the Bible is literal. Like when it says. <laughs> You, know, you, can, you can do these things that I did actually greater. I'm not sure if we actually believe that. Um, and I think the evidence is that we don't see it happening. I, I'm not sure if I've seen anybody raised from the dead. But by faith, it's certainly possible. But I think this is great because it's breaking that mold. Mm -hmm. Because it's really getting down to the reality of who Jesus is and what the Spirit of God can actually do. Because that same Spirit that raised God from the dead is living on the inside of us. And that spirit raised Jesus from the dead, so we had the ability to raise something from the dead. Absolutely. And God lives on the inside of us. This is liberating. Thank you. And, and you right in the zone of where I'm headed, because it's like at, at the end of the day, if you're going to be a Christian, be a Christian. Yeah. Believe, the word. Believe it. <laughs> I'm always going to. No, but you're the same one. In Christ, you're a new creature. <laughs> Okay. All right. Good comments. Anything else before we close tonight? All right. I'm going to have some props next week and some interaction next week. It's going to be even better because we we're going to dig into tonight was just kind of that surface. We're going to really dig in. Oh, now you want to say something, Pastor Mark? <laughs> It was an induction. <laughs>
All right. Uh, let's, let's bow our heads. Hallelujah. Walking in the newness of life. Father, we thank you tonight. We give you glory and honor and praise. We thank you, Father, for um, this eighth month, the first day of the eighth month. Eight is a number of new beginnings. So, Father, we thank you that this is a new beginning, that whatever was um, slack in the first half of the year, Father, we thank you that your mercies are new every single morning. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, that we are not bound by yesterday. We're not bound by last year. We're not subject to the failures of our past. But, Father, we thank you that we can live and walk and talk in the newness of life without hesitation, without condemnation, without guilt. So, Father, we just receive a fresh perspective tonight. Come on, y'all. Hallelujah. Come on, come into agreement with what I'm saying. Come on, Father, we just come into agreement with fresh perspectives tonight. Father, we thank you that we do not have to be bound by our flesh. We don't have to be limited by our earthly cravings. That, Father, we can dominate our emotions and we can dominate our feelings and we don't have to be subject to sin. And we don't have to miss the mark. Father, we thank you that we actually can live a good life. It's a possibility. It's real. It's actual. With you, all things are possible. Mm. Thank you, Father, that we don't have to be bound by anything. That you gave us authority and power over every unclean spirit. Unclean spirits that plague us, unclean spirits that tempt us. Father, they are under our feet. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. Let's stand up and just begin to worship for a few moments. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that they are under our feet. They're under our feet. Every sin is under our feet. We can live like Christ. We're not deep and spooky. We are actually believers. Hallelujah. We can flow in the gifts of the Spirit. We can flow in love. We can flow in peace. Fear is not our inheritance. We can, we can live above the fray. Greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. <sighs> God, we thank you tonight. Hallelujah. Come on, I just invite you just to lift up worship just for a few moments. Come on, I invite you just to open your mouth and to give God praise. Hey, 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. You can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. You're no longer bound. And I'm asking, Father, that during the course of this series, that chains be broken off of our mindsets, that chains be broken off of our marriages, that chains be broken off of our finances, that chains be broken off of our dietary practices, that chains be broken off of any and every area that has us limited and bound. Father, we thank you that we are free people. And we come into agreement with you, Father, that we can walk in the newness of life through instruction, through understanding, through wisdom and through knowledge of you coming into identity. In Jesus name, we, we seal these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God praise. Hallelujah. Ooh, let me pull out of there. Hallelujah. Let's uh, prepare ourselves to give an offering tonight. I was talking to another pastor today.